0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Trinity League Football Podcast. Dan Albano here with the Orange County Register and OC Varsity, and joined once again by my partner, Scott Barajas, as we dive deep and talk all things Trinity League football. And what a week it is to be a uh, Trinity League football player, fan, Orange County, SoCal, National High School football fan. We got a huge game coming up this week in week nine. Scotty, we're recording our show on Monday, October 18th, 2021. How are you doing tonight, Scotty, as we kick off modern day Servite week, rivalry week in the Trinity League?
1: Oh, yes, indeed, Dan. You know, just this football frenzy, you know, trying to figure out, you know, you see all these tweets and chatter about, you know, Cal Preps and, and, you know, all these teams and, Um, some falling out and some moving up and you know how is that going to change things and you know everybody has their you know two cents they have to add into it you know and it all just makes for some some good chatter but uh, you know we just got to wait for these games and you know we have you know a couple of big ones actually one big one um, and um, looking forward to it you know been going through it watching you know some games and, um, and it'll, it'll be a great one this Friday Saturday
0: actually that's right so. Saturday October 23rd at Santa Ana Stadium eight o'clock kickoff and uh, that's gonna be a huge game maybe the game of the year uh, the of the regular season in Orange County and definitely uh, maybe in SoCal as well and Ashley these teams are both you know very highly ranked nationally but we'll get into all that. First, we're going to set the tables. Uh, we have to review what happened last week. Set the table, as we like to say. Review uh, week eight, break those games down, give uh, our reports and our players of the week, and then we'll uh, move on to previewing the week nine games as things are starting to get very interesting. Time is running out on the regular season. want to welcome all our listeners back to the Trinity League Football Podcast. We appreciate you guys supporting the show. Please tell a friend, subscribe, like, do all those kind of things. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. And um, we really appreciate you. So let's start, Scotty, as we break down last week. I want to start with the Santa Margarita modern day game. I think we should, you know, I think it would be a great way to get ready for this modern day survive game. Let's look back. Let's see how these teams are entering uh, this big showdown. So last week was modern day 56 to three victory. Over Santa Margarita, so that took Modern Day's record to six and zero overall, three and zero atop the Trinity League with Servite. They share the lead. This game was interesting because Modern Day defense, which has been a strength all all season, um, once again, I think they held Santa Margarita to seventy six total yards of offense. And for the season, Modern Day's defense is now holding teams to nine and a half points per game, the best in the Trinity League. They have an incredible defense, and uh, we'll get more a little bit more into that, I'm sure, in, as we break down the modern-day survey game, but they were impressive against Santa Margarita. It was also uh, noteworthy that Elijah Brown, sophomore quarterback, had a little shaky game the previous week, came back against SM, and he was right on track, five uh, touchdown passes. Relique Brown, whose health we've discussed and we've wondered about because he how he's come out of that, that grueling game against St. John Bosco. He was back after missing a week and got a few carries, so that's a good sign for Modern Day. And then Ajon Bryant, a speedy uh, sophomore running back, he had a pretty good game. He had a long touchdown run, and, and Mater really spread out and limited uh, carries, probably keeping everybody fresh as they could for the game. But what was your take on this uh, 56-3 to win for the Monarchs?
1: So, Dan, you know, this, you know, used to be homecoming week was usually self-motivating. You know, it was modern day's homecoming, you know, full of, you know, passionate prep rallies. But when you have one of the biggest rivalry games with playoff seating implications on the end of it, sometimes that can cause for a distraction, you know, and I think Rawlinson actually mentioned that. But uh, there was a little kind of motivation factor for the monarchs in the back of their minds for this one. If you recall the battle of the beach, Edison tournament where Santa Margarita beat modern day in that semifinal game.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: I know a couple of the kids, you know, and I, I, a couple of coaches, you know, before the game kind of quietly, you know, you know, were kind of like smirking that a little bit, you know And I'm like? Oh, I totally forgot about that too. You know, you just don't <laughs> think about it this late in the season, but you know, they had that in mind. And, uh, you know, that was a game where Nico Lopez caught the game-tying and game-winning touchdowns, and that was sort of his coming-out party heading into this season. So keep that in mind, and I'll come back to
0: that at the end. Yeah, I know where you're going Um, with that one. (laughs) um, But, uh, you know,
1: the Eagles wasted no time as they actually recovered an uh, opening game onside kick. But it was short-lived as they were only going to get able to get three points, and that was going to be the closest the Eagles would get to the end zone. And they were actually aided by, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to call this one out, a bad PI call that allowed a second possession to the Eagles allowed them to get that three points. Otherwise, they probably would have been a shutout. Um, because as you mentioned, that modern day defense held the Eagles to like, you know, 76 yards of total offense, 14 yards rushing, 62 yards passing on um, 35%, 14 of 39 from Potter, who was just under constant pressure and miraculously avoided another multiple interception performance as he had numerous balls batted down and would be dropped in interceptions. Um, Cam Sydney probably should have had three picks in this game. He stepped wow. in front of two of them but couldn't come away with the ball. He had another one that was ruled no catch. As it said, it hit the ground, but it certainly looked good from where I was at. Um you know, he was he was spot on with his play, you know, and that's key. And we'll get more into, into that later. Offensively, the Monarchs overcame some, you know, some jitters with some faulty snaps. Uh, some negative rushing yards before Elijah went on a 13 for 13 run, tossing three touchdowns in that span. One to C.J. and three to Cooper Barkate, who again duplicated his Bosco performance yep. blazing by Madden. Coverage, you know, catching 68 yarder, a 28 yarder, and a one yard uh, touchdown catches, and then the Monarchs used a 28 point second quarter to jump out to 42 three halftime score. You know, besides those early jitters, the only other hiccup that Monterey had was the fact that they gave up four sacks, two on each series. It actually was back to back drives, one drive ending the half. And the opening drive in the second half, you know, and it was, it was odd, you know, seeing as, you know, the offense was moving at will passing. But, you know, looking at the sacks, um, you know, Elijah kind of his primary and second receiving targets were kind of taken away as he chose to kind of tuck it and, and conceded the sacks. He, he didn't have any running room or lanes, but it was great play. On Santa Martin end and the take away and not allowing uh, for him to scramble or get rid of the ball. And Harry Canoe, LaValle Tally each added sacks and Seth Waltz Jones added the other two. And then modern day starters were out for about mid third quarter. You know, Brown finished 20 of 25, 328, 80%, five TDs. Um, and that marked Brown's first 300 passing yard game and five touchdowns. Um, so those were career highs for him. And then, you know, modern day didn't utilize its running game as much, but it still managed at 147 yards, including the 83 yard run by a John Bryant, Mm. who was actually a few yards shy of scoring the touchdown. He got tackled at the goal line. Um, but it was still a great run. Uh, Brown played used, he was used sparingly, carried five times, 40 yards. And then defensively, Malaki Teo and CEO Moa added sacks. And then, as you uh, alluded to, remember Nico Lopez because right. he had forty-six receptions coming into Trinity League play this season, and uh, he had one catch for minus four yards in this one. Yes. So they kind of they kind of you know took him away along with everybody else. I mean, I mean, I was kind of surprised because Santa Margarita's pretty much moved the ball on people, even Servite, you know, even Los Al, even Norco in that first half. They were just completely taken shut down in this one. And, um, but again, that's kind of what modern day has. And, yeah. And you'll see, I'll get more into some numbers, you know, later on when we talk about the preview. But, um, that's what, what this one was about.
0: Yeah. That modern day defense is really impressing me. Um, man, everything, you know, a lot of things what you said. Um, and yeah, like you said, I didn't know about the some of the dropped interception, um, yeah, because that they, they did all this they put up all these impressive numbers the modern day defense did and they didn't have a turnover, I don't believe, in that game. Um, no,
1: that's what was interesting is they that's like I said there was at least four. I I count four, you know, it could have been four. You know, there were you know, but like I said, the balls were either batted down or I mean, between Xavier and 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 um and Camp Sydney they each had three bat downs, so or three pass defenses. So I mean that,
0: that just alone. So Yeah, I saw Malaki Teo um, had five total tackles for the Monarch defense. Um, he's having a breakout year at linebacker. He also had two uh, hurries and a QB sack and a pass breakup. Monarch Day had a lot of pass breakups, as you uh, mentioned. And I think Teo was, in fact, a high uh, defensive tackler. Who did you have as player of the game in this one, Scotty? You know, Elijah put
1: another game, another eighty. 80- you know, eighty percent performance. Um, you know, like I, I wanted to give it to him, but you know, I'm actually going to go with Cam Sydney, and uh, basically because his coverage was stellar, um, and it probably will go unnoticed because he didn't come away with those three interceptions. But his on ball skills and his ball awareness has been great. You know, and especially yeah. what looms this week. So, it's going to make it much more interesting. um, And we'll have, like I said, we'll have more on that in the preview. But, you know, I'm going to give it to Cam for this one.
0: Yes. And I thought Cam, I watched him uh, closely against the Bosco game, and I thought he was outstanding. He had one of those fourth down um, pass breaks ups uh, in the end zone. And in the second half, that helped uh, Modern Day win that game. He's definitely merged. He's definitely their number one corner without Damani um, Jackson in in the pitcher. So, let's talk about Servite that uh, prepped for this uh, showdown week. They defeated Jay Sarah 53-0, so that's a good way to get ready to play your rival. Shutout victory. Uh, That improved Servite to 8-0 overall, 3-0 in the Trinity League. This game was on a Thursday, so um, Servite will have a little extra time uh, to get ready for this showdown. The Monarchs uh, played on Friday. This was an interesting game. We were talking about five touchdowns by... Elijah Brown, great game. How about six touchdowns um, by Noah Fafita, who was 15 of 16 for 189 yards and six touchdowns. Spread it out pretty well. I think it was two to Burnett. Maybe, um, I know T-Mac, Ted O'Reilly McMillan had one. I think uh, Wesley had one. I mean, so he had two, I believe it went. I might have had maybe Welsh, but he spread the ball out to those four guys. Those are his Taylor... Ted Aroa, McMillan, um, Welsh, and Burnett. Those are the four guys that he's been, you know, those are the top four receivers. And Noah uh, featured them. This was another interesting game. Um, Ted Aroa had two interceptions for Servite. So he's starting to rack up the interceptions. He had his first interception against uh, Orange Lutheran in the Trinity League opener. That was, you know, because he hasn't played cornerback. um, He hasn't really played defense before and the Oregon-bound senior known for his receiving skills. So he's been playing corner this year, and um, so he's probably, and I think he also got one interception against Santa Margarita, so I think he might be up to four interceptions, which is pretty interesting. And, and it kind of what I, when I was doing my Hot 150 list and knowing that he was going to play as much defense as he, he was, he was going to do, that's one of the reasons I thought of him as, uh, a two-way threat, and he a two-way threat, and he's actually exceeding some of my expectations. I, you know, he's still got you know several more games to go, and he's turning out to be um, pretty good defender um, with all these interceptions. I mean, how many is he going to finish with? Um, it's going to be an interesting. Number four four is quite a bit. Um, and then a guy I want to um, call our attention to on our training league football podcast, um, kind of developing as a power running back for. Servite is Ben Hoy Hansen. And I saw him against Orange Lutheran came in, uh, in kind of relief second half duty. He is, he can really, um, pound the rock and he brings some, uh, muscle to it. He's kind of, I, I feel like he's, you know, Houston's the, the lightning and, uh, Hugh uh, Hansen, the younger guy is kind of the thunder. So this is an interesting game. He ran the ball well, um, against, uh, Jay Sarah, but Scott, what, what was your uh, take on this game?
1: Yeah, so Servant kind of rolled, you know, rolled this one without hint of slowing down, um, you know, for the third straight week. They jumped out in front in the same fashion. Yeah. It's the third straight interception on an opening drive. And, um, you know, this one was by T-Mac, who took it down to the four-guard line, then caught that nice back shoulder one-handed catch yes. again, um, you know. And, in, you know, as everybody calls them that, that's just a cheat code, you know, You know, for those who are video gamers. So yeah. uh, it was basically 26-0 after the first quarter, you know. And the Lions ended up being really no match to survive. You know, Noah was almost perfect all in the first half. I think Burnett, you know, I think he led the team with 74 yards. And then it was 46-0 on half, ended 53-0. All the starters were out. Um, a lot of the backups he kind of alluded to getting some some play. Um, you know, wanting to ensure their availability for uh, this week's game. Um, you know, not much to say about Jay Sarah. You know, their defense, you know, when you know they've been scrappy, but you know, they just didn't look like the same J. Sarah squad that we've kind of seen earlier on. But this kind of was, be, was to be expected, um, for this one. So,
0: yeah, um, so Hoy Hansen, I mentioned him earlier, um, had. 13 carries for 61 yards, um, and that was the most. Uh, of rental tools to help landlords. Thanks to J- uh, Max Preps coming on here. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, Hoy Hansen had it. Uh, he's starting to come on, and he's a sophomore, and I'm interested to see if, if Servites continues to uh, give him more carries as, uh, as the season progresses here, um, keep their guys fresh. They have a lot of two-way guys, and a guy like that can really help them and, yeah, Wesley T- Taylor and Keon Burnett, two touchdown passes. How about Aiden Echlewire? Their linebacker had a touchdown reception as well. So that was the breakdown of um, how um, Noah Fafita got to six touchdowns. Okay, Scotty. So who was your player of the game in this Servite 53 nothing victory against Jay Sarah?
1: You know, we haven't heard much on this guy all year, and um, so I'm actually going to go with Burnett because uh, he had those two touchdowns and he led the team with 74 yards. So if they can get him going on a consistent basis, that's just going to be another weapon that they can use, uh, utilize.
0: Yes, so, yeah. King. Yeah, Keenan's. I think he's up to six touchdown receptions now, and uh, he's in that group. With the Welshes and the Taylors, they all have about you know five to six touchdowns, I think. And Kean's hes definitely over, well over four hundred yards. I think he's doing pretty well. Um, I there's,
1: guess it's just been—it's—it's not to cut you off, but I guess it's—I I didn't realize that just because of how they're just spreading it out amongst those four yeah. guys of the just team back. So
0: yeah, and the next two weeks are uh, these coming weeks are going to be. Uh, Big for Keon Burnett, who did not play against Modern Day last year. He did not play against Bosco um, in in those two big showdown games. So he's definitely a a new element to watch um, in these primetime games. He hasn't been in them uh, in a little bit. Uh, Certainly not since he's been at Servite. Um, So, hey, our last game to review, uh, Scotty, from last week, um, and this was Orange Lutheran. Um, Taken on St. John Bosco, this game was at Orange Coast College, and the Braves continue to roll. I think it was pretty impressive forty nine twenty five victory over the Lancers. Um, that took the Braves' record to seven and one. They're two and one in league right now. They're in third place, all alone for right now. And um, you know, but this was an interesting score, maybe a little deceptive because at halftime, um, I think it was twenty to six at halftime. So credit the Lancers for hanging in there for definitely for a half and scoring, uh, you know, 25 points. This was the last game of the Lancers gauntlet. They had, you know, going back to back to back against, you know, um, Servite, Mater Dei, and Bosco. This is what, and, you know, this is what Santa Margarita is finding out right now, where they're struggling a little bit, where they're doing, you know, Servite, Mater Dei, Bosco um, three in a row, But uh, so, still a solid win for for Bosco. They got um, they definitely got uh, Rayshon Luke going. He had a great game. I'm sure you'll tell us about that. Uh, So did Jabari Bates. They got him going, and the ground game was impressive, and so was the offense. I mean, they put up big numbers. The Braves did because they, as a team, they rushed for 277 yards and three touchdowns, and they also passed for over 300 yards, 316 to be exact. And they almost reached 600 yards of offense. So how about that? That was an impressive. Um, impressive game for the Braves. And uh, I think Logan Gonzalez had a really strong game. Um, one of his better games. No turnovers. Passed. Uh, had a pretty good uh, completion rateage uh, rate. And then Jalen Lynch continues to impress for Orange Lutheran. He's been their guy um, who's really stepped up these in this gauntlet, as the Lancers were calling it. Six catches. 120 yards, two touchdowns. I believe he's had five or six touchdowns the last three weeks. I'll, bre- I'll have to break it down, but I'm pretty sure that he had two against Servite. He had, I think, he had one against Modern Day, and he had two against Bosco. Talk about a kid who, you know, elevating his stock to get those kind of numbers and and stepping up to that kind of challenge the last three weeks. Kudos to Jay Lynch of Orange Lutheran um what a competitor there so what was your take on this uh, game Scotty
1: you know this one was kind of interesting game because it, it really wasn't a much coverage or or a lot of you know I didn't see that many tweets uh, out on this one you know except you know that to announce the 49-25 final and that Sean Luke exploded for four touchdowns and had 253 all-purpose yards you know I mean it, it was what was expected but the Lancers didn't fold as you kind of mentioned they played well enough you know and they held Bosco to pretty much in check for that first half except for they just couldn't stop what's Bosco's MO the big scoring play you know it was 14-6 looking to be heading into halftime you know and then Rashad Luke took a 50 53 yard screen pass um to put the Braves up twenty-one six going into that half, um, but it was really close. You know, like I said, the other scores, you know, were were big. And as you see, you know, the Braves opened up the game on an eighty-yard scoring drive with Hauser starting, and then it was capped with a seven-yard, you know, TD run by Luke. And that was the only offensive, you know, first half possession that the Moscow Braves were able to actually drive the ball. You know, their next scoring came on a short pass from Clarkson to Luke. Again, he took it 85 yards for the score, and that actually put the Bosco 14-0. So you know, and then like I mentioned, you know, the two minutes left, you know, he took it the screen screen pass, and, and there you go. That's that was your halftime score, 21-6. Um, you know, but then the second half opened up, and again, Orange Lou was hit by the big plays. Again, Luke took another 45 yarder to the house. You know, and it was 28-6. You know, and you know that was his fourth score of the night. And um, then they went on pretty much, you know, added on more points and ballooned up to 49. And in the end, you know, Hauser and Clarkson, you know, put up 316, four touchdowns, you know, and and, uh, racked up those yardage, as you mentioned. And yeah, Gonzalez did have another, you know, solid game, um, you know, 252 in in those two touchdowns. So and then uh, my my player of the game uh, was Luke. You know, he finally came alive. You know, I think we've we've kind of missed him the last few weeks. We've we've kind of questioned whether or not he was healthy. Yeah, uh, I think maybe they realized, you know, you know that they people you know talked about. You got to get your best explosive player the ball, and uh, surely they did that. He had one hundred fifteen yards rushing. He had those two catches for one hundred thirty eight yards and those four scores. So,
0: well, uh, good uh, good selections there and, and great uh, breakdowns, guys. So, yeah. It's been interesting uh, how Orange Lutheran uh, – I was wondering how they were going to – I had some questions, wondering how they were going to come out of this gauntlet. And I think they came out of it okay and uh, getting ready for week nine. And I think they uh, got a lot to play for. And all considering, I'm pretty impressed with uh, Coach Sherman's group uh, coming out of this really tough stretch for a first-year coach. Um, that, that's, that's, a big, uh, that's a big obstacle that they faced uh, pretty early in league um, opening with Servite, Modern Day, and Bosco. And then I think the Braves, uh, you know, they won two straight and, you know, scoring some points uh, these last two weeks after losing to Day. Um So, you know what, they scored uh, 53 against, uh, no, excuse me, um, last week, yeah, 49 and 44 uh, the last two weeks against J. Sarah and Orange Lutheran. So um, some of their biggest uh, scoring games of the year.
1: Yeah, and, you know, going back to, just to finish up uh, back on Orange Lutheran, you know, I, 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 their only hiccup in my mind, that, I mean, that they, yes, they lost these games and they've gotten, but they played well. They, they, you know, they, they didn't fold. The only game
0: they folded, I thought, was Servite. That's right. You know, That's they right. played better, they, they played better,
1: inspired, you know, in the modern day game. You know, they, uh, same with this Bosco game, you know, you know just, They just gave up those big plays, and when you're playing against those two teams, I mean that just happens, and that's it's 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 hard to contain. But you know that Servite game, it's like if they could have, you know. You know, played that another day. Who knows what will happen? You know, you take that that game away, but that that wasn't the same team that that I saw these last two weeks. And then, yeah, you know, with the with the Braves, you know, like I said, they're I think they're just they're realizing it's like okay, we have all this talent, we have this speed, you know, we're 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 going with these dual quarterbacks, you know, and it like I said, it hasn't hurt them. It's only showed up really in that one modern day game. you know, and in that modern day game, Luke didn't touch the ball hardly, you know, so, you know, they went back to, and, and that's, this is how I think, you know, this is what I, you know, I shouldn't say worry, but this is what I expect that Luke would be doing to everybody is that you get him in open space and you dump the ball off and he's gone, you know, I, you know, and that's what I figured I would have seen more of this year. And, you know, we'll see if it, if, if they, if they uh, continue to do this here on out with, the uh, with Luke, so.
0: Yeah, Speedy Luke needs the ball in space. I would say for sure, um, you know, use that weapon. He's one of the fastest kids in the state of California. So, um, well, excellent. Yeah, Scott, and you're right. Orange Lutheran did get blitzed by Servite. They were down twenty eight nothing before in a blink of the eye in that game. So uh, they've they've represented themselves better the last two weeks. I agree.